Time for our first Stang Gang podcast with head softball coach Brittany Talley. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I love the springtime. I, I've become a big softball fan in recent years as I've had more exposure to it, and a lot of people have because the four-letter network ESPN shows a lot more of the uh, women's softball now in the spring. And Midwestern State has a great softball tradition. So I, I know you were excited last year, your first season. I know you were excited to come to Midwestern State and, and try to kind of revive this program and bring back some of that great tradition. Yeah, I think that um, what we did at Vernon is very similar. It's almost a exact same setup. So there was um, a guy that started the program that was there for a long time and established a really winning tradition, and then somebody came in the middle for about four years, and then I took over as the third coach. So it's the exact same situation. And you had great success at Vernon. Yes, I did. Uh, so is it more challenging at the Division Two level? Are there different challenges? Are, there, are you finding more obstacles you have to overcome, or – is it because it's a Division Two? It's a little bit easier, maybe, to to rebuild. Um, I think it's a mix and match. Like it's definitely more difficult in um, scholarship situations because JUCOs have a whole lot more money to give out, <laughs> and then there's always the promise of those kids being able to move on to D1 post JUCO. So, and then getting the kids that um, want to be here for four years and and on the amount of money that the NCAA grants us, which isn't a lot, so. Uh, just being able to divvy it up. I think I'm learning how to go from 24 to 7.2. So right. that's a big difference. Uh, it's interesting reading your biography because uh, you had success as a player both in the circle and as a batter. So you, you've kind of been on both sides of it, which I think has got to be advantageous as now a, a head coach. Yeah, I think so. I, I probably should have uh, – Listened when a lot of coaches tried to make me an outfielder. <laughs> I told my mom she messed up. I should have been a six-foot shortstop. <laughs> uh, as you take a look at – well, first of all, I want to tell you that this past weekend I had so much fun. And I was telling Kyle, I hope this becomes an annual event here. Uh, I know it was hectic for you, and you did a great job putting it together uh, and got some fun teams out there to watch. I know we had a couple of games that went run rule games, uh, but – we also had some really entertaining games out there. I know you were in the middle of it, but were you able to have fun? Were you able to enjoy the event? Yeah. Um, a lot of those coaches are really close friends of mine, so getting them able to come down. And actually on Sunday, um, Boone, the head coach for Swasu, pointed out that we had four teams there, and all four were female head coaches, which is a big deal to us like in the industry. So <laughs> um, it was really cool to see that and have it going on. Uh, and – I'd love to get your assessment, but I know you got the one win, but it seemed like in general you played pretty well over this past weekend at home. Yeah, we're definitely growing. I think each game has got progressively better. Um, the OBU game that we played, six four three charts, actually ranked it the number two most exciting game in D2 softball last week. So <laughs> that was a, a nail-biter, I think. And we, we That was just, a fantastic game. Yeah, they just out-experienced us at the end. Uh, now you had – you. I think it was the 10th inning you went to the international tie break. Mm -hmm. Do you like that rule? No. <laughs> I, had to, I did it for a tournament sake so that if it was earlier in the day that it doesn't throw off the entire day. And I actually asked Sam, you know, we can keep going. Um, but they were on their way home. That, yeah, that so evening, they wanted so. to get out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it, I turned, I kind of turned into grumpy old man when we get to that point. Uh but I guess it is what it is, and I saw where Major League Baseball, they're going to adopt that rule 
it looks like it's going to be permanent now going into extra innings. How does it change the game? I think the, the people who execute situationally, um, sometimes who can bunt the best, and then who has the pitching to hold off once the runner's on third base. So um, it definitely will display if you're the team with the more shortcomings, I think, where in a normal situation you can fend off a little bit more. Um, our sport is unique that we're the only ball or the only sport that, you know, the defense has the ball most of the time right? and you still have to throw the ball across the plate and give your opponent a chance. There's no, <laughs> there's no running out the clock. There's no holding on to it. That's why I love this sport. <laughs> I mean, it really, it, uh, I think this and tennis, the two sports without a clock where it doesn't really matter how far you are behind, you're not going to run out of time. Right. You know, you're you're always going to have an opportunity to come back. You just have to make it happen. Exactly. You mentioned bunting, uh, and that's a big part of softball. How good a bunting team are you? <laughs> We're working on <laughs> it. <laughs> that really hasn't been part of our uh, my mo in the past. Uh, maybe like my first couple of years head coaching when I had more slappers, but um, our tr- towards the later part of Vernon, we were offensive powered. Uh, I think in 2019, we had 84 home runs. And then 2020, we were on pace to break that. So um, it's just not something that I've had to do more recently. And so now we're having to work with, like, gap shots and manufacturing. How would you describe your offense that you have here at Midwestern State? Really young, honestly. um, Well, it looks like, too. I didn't mean to cut you off, but when you said young, the thought came to my head. You got some freshmen who look like they're going to really contribute for you. Yeah, um, Kayla definitely is just balling out right now, and um, Megan Ayala has come in and she just competes really, really hard. And there's a few others that will have to come off the bench in certain situations and and be big, much, much beyond their years. So you also made the uh, trip to Louisiana at the st- at the start of the year. So kind of take these two events together, and how would you assess where you're at because Lo and behold, now you're going to be playing the conference games this week. So right. where are you as after these two events going into conference play? Um, I think defensively we're pretty solid. Uh, we can I can interchange a lot of people, and we won't lose um, any momentum or communication on the defensive side. Offense is just pretty much the best nine swingers that I'm going to have to have in the game. So. Uh, pitching's got a, a long way to come after the past couple weekends. So, so. D- watching you uh, this past weekend, it, it looks like it's kind of pitching by committee. Do you think Absolutely. it's going to kind of be that way, just trying to get the right matchup or find the girl that's got the hot hand? 100%. Um, we are kind of struggling right now. We have um, Kennedy's uh, – she's not injured, but she's fighting through some, some little ailments, and so that can throw us off a bit. And I think Taylor McKenzie's doing a great job of – kind of give me the ball I want it, right? <laughs> and the rest of them are we're piecing together I mean we had to pull two position players into pitch over the last couple of weekends and they've been doing an amazing job actually so. uh Levi Luna is one of those right <laughs> yeah and I thought she pitched pretty well for you the other yeah. day you know who else I thought had a little something was Bill Meyer now she, it was a little bit of an up and down performance for her, but there were times where I thought she was throwing the ball really well yeah She's just got to get out of her head a little bit. <laughs> How tough is that in the circle to get out of your head? Mm, just depends on the person, I think, um, and their ability to understand that, you know, pressure is something that we put on ourselves and it's not real. So um, the more the, the more they mature and understand that, then it's it comes with the, the territory. But I love that, Brittany. The pressure is not real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, the uh, famous quote from Billie Jean King is, pressure is a privilege. Right, that too. Uh, I told him that. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, but I like that. I like that because the pressure's not real, is it? Right. Uh, that's a great attitude to take in. So, t- still talking about the circle and, and what. So, what's your challenge uh, in order to to keep the team in games uh, as the head coach, as the manager? Uh, what's your approach going into a game? Do you have a plan? Okay, well. We'll do this, or are you having to adjust on the fly? Um, a little of both, I think. Um, we try and get as much film. Um, for our level, right now, like, we're lucky we have the Lone Star Network, but some of the angles are not the greatest. Um, <laughs> so we just kind of, like, work with what we got. Um, but So we'll make a plan going in, but, you know, it's, it's not always going to work out exactly right. how you do it. So then it's the old Mike Tyson thing. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right, so... <laughs> Then we just kind of have to roll and and see what's working and how what they're hitting well and then go in the opposite. We're lucky that we have pitchers that work on both planes, so we have up ball and down ball, and then um, you know we have slow and fast. So I can mix speeds and I can mix planes, and then just kind of continue to mess with the hitters. Um, you know, hitting is timing and pitching is upsetting timing. So <laughs> I have the, I lo- I'm lucky I have the tools. So we that's why we've done. This is the most pitching changes I've ever made ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I have no doubt about that. But one thing it looks like your pitchers do, and I'm glad you mentioned it because we talked a little bit about it uh, during the broadcast over the weekend. Your pitchers change speeds really well, mm-hmm. and you've got some girls that really have a good changeup. Yeah, I'm really a big fan of that. Um, I, I love a three zero changeup, <laughs> which is pretty unknown and pretty unprecedented. Um, and then I love full count changeups. I just I yeah, think it's so you, difficult. You had some hitters fooled out there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, and I also want to get back to something else you mentioned real quick, and that's that you're playing good defense, and that can and we saw that on display. Uh, there were a couple of really nice plays out there, but what's more important is just to make the routine play, right? Absolutely. Uh, so we, when you have, and we've talked about the situation in the circle. Defense has to be an emphasis because you can't give away outs, can you? For sure. Not unless you're a, a high-powered offensive team. If you're putting up 8 to 10 runs a game, then, you know, you can take a couple errors for sure. But um, trying to go on 2 to 6 runs a game, then you're definitely going to have to have some <laughs> lockdown. And if pitchers are, are not doing their job in the circle, then the defense has to execute when presented an opportunity. So you, you mentioned high-power offense, and I know it seems like maybe that's your preference is to, <laughs> to have some girls maybe that can hit the ball over the fence, drive it into the gaps. Uh, offensively, where are you in terms of where you want to be? How's the progression? Um, I think right now we actually like had to go back and look at it because we were starting to like, you know, or, or as coaches, are we doing everything that we can? And um, I talked to some other coaches and they were like, no, you're, you know, you're X, Y, and Z, you're this uh, situation, but we're just not putting them all together at the same time. So we have one group of hitters hitting in this inning and another group hitting in this inning, and then they're not scoring the runs. We have a, an over-exaggerated amount of runners left on base in every single game <laughs> that we've played so far. So I'm um, just trying to translate that into practice and put them in those kind of situations to execute. And that's kind of a catch-22 because it's nice to create that traffic. Right. But you want to bring them home. <laughs> yeah, the runs count. <laughs> uh, and you, uh, I was kidding around that you've kind of got the killer bees in your lineup uh, right now, at the, uh, especially at the top of the order for you. Uh, so, how, and the, well, let me just ask the question I was really going to ask. What, what's your assessment of the top of your order? Um, I think they're, they're, they're really confident. They're my – um, higher IQ kids. I don't have to. We can talk the game a little differently. Chloe and Kayla are both coaches' kids, so they've grown up 
with the game and being talked to the game and understanding. Paige, Paige is also a coach's kid. Um, and then Bailey and Hannah just have, like, really good um, batting IQs um, just from catching most of their lives. And Hannah's pitch selection is really, really well. She struck out on some really horrible calls this weekend. But other than that, she's – really accurate in her takes and what she decides to swing at for the most part. So. And then the other point I was going to make, as I almost interrupted myself, is it looks like, as as we saw the various games, it looks like you're able to get production out of different parts of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you like that middle part of the lineup to really come <laughs> through for you, but you're not sure. solely relying upon that, or am I wrong about that? No, um, I mean um, – in Louisiana, we actually had Kayla in the nine hole, and then Megan Ayala was in the eight, and they said they loved being back-to-back. And, mm-hmm. you know, one's going to get on and one's going to score the other one, and it was working really well. Um, and then we had to make some adjustments, and Kayla had to go to leadoff. So I did have Megan in the nine hole originally going into the game plan so they would still be back-to-back <laughs> and just have that confidence kind of with them. But um, we had to switch some things and then mix up, mix up the lineup a little bit more. That's interesting because how much uh – feedback do you get from the girls and how much does that go into you when you're filling out the lineup card um i'm actually really really big on like talking the game with them and if something's going on like for them to let me know different stadiums have different feels and play bigger or play smaller so sometimes i'm further away just from my restricted area and i'm not able to see everything so they have to communicate different types of things to me that's going on in the game um, and so we're really big on that. And then uh, Chloe and Lexi just playing for me at Vernon and knowing like how we operate. Um, they're always open or allowed to ask questions and, you know, not necessarily question in a disrespectful tone, but like, hey, like this <laughs> is what's happening. What right. if we try this? And if it works, like let's roll with it and let's go. But if it doesn't, this is why we don't do that. <laughs> you know? so, um, but they do they do a good job of like talking to us and talking to each other. It's just like getting it to all mesh together. So you're headed down to South Texas to take on Texas A&M International, the Dust Devils. I took a peek at the weather. You may not have to layer up as much this week. <laughs> no. You may have some really good weather to play. But what about Texas A&M International? Uh, has you most concerned? Um, just, you know, scrappy teams are, are going to scrap. <laughs> they can out-scrap <laughs> you. Um, and, you know, us going down and playing in the heat for the first time might take some type of effect or, you know, just a mental, a different type of mental toughness. Well, I don't want to mislead you. I don't think it's going to be. No, it'll be a little bit different. There's definitely worse places to go in February. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's, um, and then we'll be on dirt for the first time this year. So some of them haven't been on dirt since travel ball. Is that a big difference? Yeah, actually, absolutely. Um, the turf gives you better hops. Um, I don't know. Some of the, the ground balls that were fielded this weekend, even, you know, the girls wouldn't have got those on dirt from all teams, not just ours. Yeah, right. Um, the dirt just plays different hop-wise. Um, our girls are used to being in turf shoes. Now they're going to be in spikes, so they're going to be a little elevated, um, have a different type of grip on them. And then um, just learning, you know, the ball can take different hops, and we're going to have to play, have some drop steps. And um, Our outfielders were on grass in Louisiana, so that's not a big change for them. But the leveling of the field and, like, speed bumps and stuff plays right. a whole lot different. How much will you get a chance to work on dirt before the first pitch? Oh, well, with the storm last night, <laughs> um, <laughs> today, today got ruined. Uh, but tomorrow we're actually going to a dirt field. And then Thursday while we're traveling, we'll stop in San Antonio at um, a local high school and practice there on dirt. So. Well, I'm looking forward to to see how things unfold. I'm going to really like it when you're at home. <laughs> and uh, 
Good luck to you. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about before I let you go. The uniforms look great. <laughs> Thank you. And you've got several this year, right? Yeah, we have three jerseys. And we haven't seen all the combinations yet, I don't think. No, uh, we haven't done full pins yet. Yeah, um, that's going to look sharp out yeah. there. But the you had the uh, – I'm, I'm struggling to describe, but you had the yellow tops mm-hmm. uh, in the first game at the uh, MSU Roundup, and then you've got the white with the pinstripe and the maroon pants. But uh, I really like the look. You, you're, you're looking good out there. Yeah. Uh, I think girls have to look good and feel good to play good. So I think that was Deion Sanders <laughs> who said something along those yeah. lines. You know, boys have to play good to feel good and or play good, you know, and then girls have to feel good to play good. <laughs> so it kind of is wixy-washy. But I, know I have a – I'm big on image and presentation, and so we have a rule on game day they have to be TV ready. Well, you you guys were absolutely TV ready for the uh, MSU Roundup. And just again, just that was such a fun event. Really enjoyed it. Enjoyed watching your team. Looking forward to this spring. Good luck in Laredo. Thank you so much. That is Brittany Talley joining us on the first Stang Gang podcast featuring softball. Looking forward to doing this throughout the season. Uh, I hope that was fairly painless for you. (laughs) All right, thanks. Uh, We'll be back again uh, next week. Tell your friends about the Stang Gang podcast. I'm Pete Stein. So long.